Hey, Jacob Swell, thanks for checking out our podcast this week. This week's message is called Better When We Trust and Invest. You have been entrusted with something by God, and he wants you to invest it. I can't wait to show you this exciting scripture. Well, hello, church. I'm so glad that you're checking us out this weekend. This weekend is an incredibly exciting weekend in Jacob's Well, which is all about the investment we make with what's been entrusted to us by God and the Holy Spirit. There's some amazing things going. Now, we have been in a series called Better Than Ever. We've been talking about the foundations, the bones, the bedrock of what the Church of Jesus Christ is all about. And we've been just discussing how many times when it looks like the church is in the most vulnerable situation, most difficult situation, she actually emerges better than ever. We looked at the the passage in the book of Acts that said that when the church got scattered, instead of it being the end of the church, the church multiplied everywhere they went. Last week we looked at the role of leadership in the church, not to do the ministry, but to equip God's people to do the ministry. Well, this week I want to talk to you about what it means to be a person who is investing what's been entrusted to you. Now, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but a lot has been invested in you. If you're a Christian, particularly a Christian who's been in the church or maybe grew up in the church, there is a lot that's been given to you. And you have to make a choice about whether or not you're going to invest that which has been given to you and indeed your whole life in things that, that matter. Now, before I dive into the scripture, I want to let you know of a couple things that are going on and have gone on that are all about people of God making investment uh, in ministry. So this weekend at Jacob's Well, we're not only having the service and the, the, the online platform and the, the weekend service, but we're also having a drive up to share uh, opportunity. And so this is a, a, a Sunday morning event. So if you're watching on Sunday morning, you can still get here to participate. If you're one of those uh, groups that watches on Saturday night, you can still participate. If you're listening during the week, you can celebrate what God has already done. But the point is this, is that that instead of driving onto the campus to be served by receiving ministry, we are driving up on campus this weekend to bring things that are needed by ministry partners to help those who are going through difficult times in an act of service to share the love of God, to share the gospel. And this is an example of the church seizing the opportunity to be better than ever. Last two weekends, we sent a group of people to Amory, Wisconsin, and they have been working on the Builders for Christ project this week, which is just like an hour and a half, uh, this summer, which is like an hour and a half away from us, and so many people just entered into the opportunity to use whatever they have, because a lot has been invested in our church to make, uh, entrusted to our church that we would make an investment passing it on. It's a perfect illustration of what we're talking about this week. So what are we talking about this week? We're talking about being the kind of place that, that, that uses what's been entrusted to us, investing in it, investing it further down the road. Now again, one of the big things we want you to let you know is that the church never closed. The church building closed, the campus uh, closed, but our church is thriving. Our groups are thriving, our ministry are thriving, our youth group, our children's ministry, we are serving the community, 
the church is alive and doing well. We have more people praying, I believe, than any other time in the life of our church. And so the church isn't closed. The building has been closed, and we're slowly beginning to open that up. You're going to hear more about that in weeks to come. And, and so what we want to talk about this week is how you can get involved in being the church. So many people are concerned about getting to church or going to church or attending church. We need to become more involved and more concerned about being the church. So consider this passage of scripture. This is from 2 Timothy chapter 1. Now 2 Timothy is a book written by the Apostle Paul towards the end of his life and he is now making an investment in a younger guy who he knew along his journey named Timothy. And one of the things you will notice if you ever study the life of the Apostle Paul is he is always investing in those who are younger than him. He has taken what he has been given and he's investing in people who not only will receive it and let it change them, but also will pass it on. And so when he writes to Timothy, look what he says. He says, by the Holy Spirit who dwells within us. Now let me just stop right there and remind you of something I've been saying over and over again. And I just want you to hear it. I pray, Holy Spirit, help your people hear this. The very simple foundational truth that the Holy Spirit is in you. And what that means is that you've been given power. You are given giftedness. You will be able to accomplish things you could never do on your own. And so if you want to have a life of significance, a life where you are investing in things that matter, that will not only do good in this life, but actually have potential to have eternal consequences, you do that by the Holy Spirit who dwells within us. I just want everybody, wherever you're at, if you're driving your car, if you're listening, if, if you're in a group list watching this, just say, the Holy Spirit is in me. Go ahead and say it out loud. The Holy Spirit is in me. Now, all of you who didn't do it, do it this time, okay? The Holy Spirit is within me. And, and when you receive that, and you believe that, and you start living in that, it gives you a different perspective uh, and courage to take up challenge. So, by the Holy Spirit who dwells within you, look at this, guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. That, that those things that have been given to you, taught to you, invested in you, you're supposed to guard them, you're supposed to build them, you're supposed to deepen them, and, and recognize that they have been entrusted to you not just for you to have and to cherish and to make your life great, but to use for the purposes of God. And listen, this is so important, to pass it on. Now, now, how does this work? It works this way. A couple verses down, uh, the, the Apostle Paul writes in chapter 2, verse 1. He says, you then, my spiritual child, because he's writing to Timothy as someone who is, he is poured into as a spiritual child, you then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And so he says, start with yourself. Be a disciple. Be a person who lets the grace of God empower them. The grace of God is God giving us what we desperately need but we don't deserve. And it's also God giving us his unmerited power as a free gift. And so he says, be strengthened by the grace of God. Remember the grace of God. Remember the gospel. You know what the gospel is? It's that we were horribly broken, sinful, and had no hope. 
Jesus came, he died for our sins. When we put our faith and trust in him, he forgives our sin and he starts creating in us a new life, a new destiny, a new identity. That is strengthening yourself in the in the, the grace of God. One of the I just heard a podcast just this last week, and, and the teacher was talking about the need for us to preach the gospel to ourselves, to remind ourselves who we are in Christ, to remind ourselves from the word of God what Christ has done for us and that we are supposed to be living in the grace of God. So the first step in this thing of guarding what's been entrusted to you, the deposit, and making it mad and making it significant is for you to be a disciple. That looks like the five commitments. That looks like the 40-day the forty-day challenge. That looks like you seeing yourself who has been given a commission, a calling to strengthen yourself by the Holy Spirit, by the grace of God. Look at this. It says, once you do that, he says, and what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful people. And so this is what he said. He said, listen, Timothy, I poured into you. I, I, you remember when we, we got together and, and I was teaching you and there were others there and I was investing in you because I believed in who God could be in you. He said, those things that I gave to you, now I want you to not just enjoy them, not just be blessed by them, but I want you now to entrust those to other people. And so what happens is, is you see this incredible process where you move from being a disciple to a disciple maker. That is to say that you going out as I'm discipling other people to follow Christ. So the, the calling is to entrust what you've been given to someone else. Let me just ask you a question. Who are you entrusting what you've been given to? Who are you pouring into? Who are you spending time with? Now I'm not talking about having some big lecture together or some big program, but I'm talking about entering into the natural flow of a relationship where you can share your life with someone in such a way that the things that you've learned and you've experienced can benefit them. It looks like at times opening up the scripture and just having a Bible study, a, a walk through a book of the Bible. And, 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 and one of the ways you learn how much you know is when you start working through with someone who doesn't know as much as you know, and you just talk about it. And so that's what he's saying. He says, things have been entrusted to you. You now entrust to other people. But it doesn't stop there. They, they need to be faithful people, people who will, who will show up, who will follow through, who will stick to it. He says, invest in them. He says, but it doesn't stop there. Who then will be able to teach others also. And so you, you reach this most incredible place where you not only take what's been entrusted to you, you entrust it to other people who are faithful enough to pass it on to other people. And so what you have are four generations of, the, of discipleship in this verse. You have the Apostle Paul who poured into Timothy. Timothy, who is now pouring into others, who will then pour into others. And, and I hope you realize that this kind of thing has been going on and on and on all the way to you and me. Let me ask you another question. Who are the people who invested in you? Maybe it was your parents. Maybe it was a pastor. Maybe it was a youth pastor. Maybe it was a, a, a campus minister. Maybe it was just a, a person who, who believed in you, took you along, trained you, showed you. Who are the people who invested in you? One, you should thank God for them. And every now and again, just send them a note thanking them for the investment they made in you. Just say thank you for that. And then understand that, that you were not invested in just to make you awesome. 
just to make you feel warm and secure. Because if, if all you're doing is taking the investment and making it about you, ultimately it turns into something that's actually kind of prideful and kind of empty and kind of unfulfilling. When you understand that you've been invested in for a purpose, man, it becomes powerful. Some of you have been in church for decades, and you have been receiving, you have been learning, you have been, you have been just ministered to. It's time for you to start saying, okay, who can I invest in? Four levels. And so it looks like this. It looks like the first step is to become a disciple. You can't disciple anybody if you're not being a disciple. So maybe for you it's 40 days of, of, of the five commitments. Maybe for you it's picking up the Bible. Maybe it's getting off social media, turning off the news, turning off Netflix, and coming back to saying, you know what, I'm going to do the work of discipleship. Maybe it's learning to pray. Maybe it's, 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 it's any number of things you could do to become a disciple. But the next level gets excited. Then you become a disciple maker. That is when you find someone who isn't quite as far along in the journey, and you journey with them, and you'll certainly learn from them, but they'll learn from you. And, and again, you only realize how much you know when you get with someone who doesn't know as much as you do. It's powerful. It's exciting when you then take what's invested in you and you entrust it to someone else. But again, it becomes even more exciting when that person becomes a maker of disciples. So, so when you start by saying, listen, I'm getting with you and I want to disciple you. I want to invest in you. With the very from the very beginning, with the understanding that someday you'll invest in someone else, that you'll make uh, an investment in discipleship that goes on beyond you. This is God's plan for expanding His kingdom. This is God's plan for us growing up in the faith. Last week we talked about how all of us are called to be ministers. This is this is what ministry looks like. It looks like sharing our life through discipleship. Now, I want to share with you a couple next steps you could take this week. Again, we've talked about the 40-day challenge. We're two weeks in. Tons of people are finding this, just recentering them this summer. You could start the 40-day challenge yourself on Monday, or you could say, you know what, I'm just going to do these last couple weeks. But the point is, you don't become a disciple of Christ by accident. You choose to follow him. You create a pattern. You create spiritual muscle memory in your life where you create a pattern of waking up and praying and reading the scripture or before you go to bed, you're a pursuer of the Lord Jesus Christ. So this is you becoming a disciple. It looks like you getting with other people. Maybe for you it's about getting your small group together or just getting a couple people together so if you don't have any place to do that, well, you could come to church and you could use one of the fire areas and have a campfire and say, hey, we're going to bring our Bibles and, and we're going to just open up and we're going to start reading the Gospel of John or the book of Romans. And you say, I don't know if I know enough. Well, maybe you don't, but you do know some things. And when you get together, you start reading and you're discussing, and the Holy Spirit comes, and then you start discovering resources through places like Right Now Media, you become a person who grows incredibly so that now you're not just a disciple, you are a maker of disciples. Here's another step you could take. Um, the health department has actually asked us to help in our area, meet needs. This is, again, us who have had so much entrusted to us investing in others. And so there are, there are some homeless people who have actually gotten COVID, and they're in isolation in some local hotels in our area. 
We are actually totally taking this over for the health department where our folks and our volunteers are actually going and helping get the food, bring the food to where it's prepared, and delivering the food to the locations where this is going on. Our health department is overwhelmed. Just imagine all the things that they're working on right now. They have asked us for help. They have not, they've, they've been very clear. Please don't close church. Just be the church in a different way. So if you're interested in volunteering, go on our website and the place where it says, I want to help, click there, fill it out, we'll get a hold of you, and we could really use your help to, to just make this very practical need specifically that has been asked of our church. Here's another opportunity. We're starting to form plans, and plans are starting to get formed for our Minnesota-Wisconsin disaster relief to go into communities in the Twin Cities that have been hard hit. We don't have all the details, but at this point, we are collecting names. And so if you are interested in this, we want you to um, look up at the website. And we have H. Quinn down here. He is uh, from our church. He's leading a group. And as we get more information, we'll communicate with you. So if you're interested in getting more communication, and particularly uh, all of you, and there's dozens of you who went through the training for disaster relief um, um, when, her, when uh, um, um, one of the hurricanes came through, this is an opportunity for you to say, hey, when they go, I want to know, and if I can go, I want to go. And so this is, again, an opportunity for us to be the church in a different way. In addition to this, continue to listen to the School of Learning. This is the podcast that we've been doing, and those who have been using it have been super blessed because it's practical, it's fun, it's down to earth, and it's about equipping you in a deeper conversation to be a leader, to be a small group leader, to be a disciple maker in the most wonderful, wonderful way. And then I want to let you know about a kind of a special treat we coming up, we have coming up. A couple weeks we have Father's Day, and, and a couple years ago some of you were just so blessed, so many of us were blessed when we had Dr. T uh, uh, Tim Kimmel come for a weekend, and he did a weekend workshop on grace-based parenting, and then he came back and he did a weekend workshop on grace-based marriage. And these were two highlights. This was a turning point for, for many of you uh, in the church. And so uh, it was a turning point in your marriage and in your parenting. We also, uh, at Right Now Media, have created an entire page. Dr. Kimmel has like 40 resources on this page, whether it be grandparenting, parenting, if, if you've got a, a child who's struggling or a child who um, um, has difficulties. This is just a guy who's invested his life in strengthening, building up families. He actually is going to be speaking to us Father's Day, a special message just for us here on Jacob's Well. Tim's a great guy and a great friend. He's also going to be featured in the podcast the week after Father's Day. And so I want to let you know that that's coming. See, this is what I want you to know, church. The church never closed. The church is alive. The church is thriving. And, and we are calling you to do so much more than just go to church. We're calling you to be the church. And it starts with you being a disciple. And it grows to another level when you are willing to make disciples with a mind of having those disciples make disciples who make disciples who make disciples. And the kingdom of God just spreads and there's nothing that can contain it. It's powerful stuff. Let's pray. Father, we just are grateful for all that you have entrusted us with. We're grateful for those people who have poured into our life. We ask now that you would just make us first disciples and then makers of disciples and then maker of disciple makers and may your kingdom just expand for your glory, for this world's good and, and just 
for your name to be seen everywhere. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.